We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 27th day of October, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, it's good to see you. It's just the two of us today. How are you? Well, I'm healthy and alive, doing well. Uh, how about yourself? I'm not bad. Um, it's unusually warm for this time of year, but I'm not complaining because we don't want the cold this year, do we? We want the cold to take a year off because of the energy problem that's that's not there yet, but, well, we're going to get there. We're going to talk about the uh, the strategic oil reserves in the U.S. today. You're, you're saying it's warm there, and I'm sitting oh, yeah. here in long yeah, yeah. sleeves here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about something else. John Fetterman and uh, Dr. Oz, I think, is uh, who the candidate is uh, running for Pennsylvania Senate. Uh, the debate was last night, and it did not go very well, did it? No. Um, Fetterman's campaign said the um, closed captioning technology that they used um, was faulty and full of errors. And that's why really? he had such a bad time. But yeah, it was it was pretty quick of the, the agency, the news agency that was involved. Uh, they said, yeah, we uh, we gave two uh, trial runs, uh, you know, chances for two trial runs. The Oz campaign took both of those trial runs, whereas the Fetterman campaign only took one of them. And they said there was no problems. It was all running uh, the way it should have been and the way it was expected to run. So in other words, they were saying, no, there was no problems. It was your candidate. <laughs> like, I don't understand this. Why are they running him? Why him? He should have been disqualified immediately. I mean, nothing against the guy or anything like he has a serious health problem and it's something that's going to impair his ability to represent the state. It's just they, they should have disqualified him immediately. It, it should have been clear. Look, you can't have a conversation with somebody and understand it. Again, nothing against the guy. I hate it for him. I don't wish that on anyone, but <laughs> you have to be realistic here. How can we send somebody? I, I don't care what party they're from. Okay, take take the Republican and Democrat thing and throw that out the window because that doesn't even matter anyway. How can we send somebody to Congress that is incapable of speaking and they're going to represent legislation? They're going to they're going to vote on things and and they're supposed they're expected to stand up there and and lobby and and argue and uh, and and filibuster and everything else and they can't. Like they, they can't even they can't even speak. They, they can't be approached by a colleague and explain the situation and then have them stand up there at the podium and represent that particular issue. And we're sending them to Congress. I don't care if they have an R or a D or an I next to their name. That's unacceptable. That's like that's <laughs> even still. Is it uh, this is Senate, right? Uh, this is a Senate race. I believe. I so. believe. Yeah. OK, so uh, that. Yeah. So they would be representing the state. And as you said, not only the, the part they can't make the arguments, but they couldn't understand the arguments of other people uh, like of their party or you know, they, they wouldn't be. He's not capable of understanding it without 
a closed caption system. So does that mean he's going to have to have an aide like typing out everything that's said for him in a closed caption thing so that he can comprehend what's going on? This is it's absurd to think this is um, well, I mean, they've already they've already run one candidate that has had uh, a stroke, mental problems uh, and currently is in a state of dementia to the greatest uh, seat in our um, um, executive branch. Uh, the president, and he seemingly won, right? Quote unquote won. So why not run Fetterman? Why not? But honestly, uh, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I agree. They shouldn't be running him. It's it's pretty abusive of God. I think they should have just told him like, no, you you can't. No, uh, for for his own uh, sake. But do the Democrats really care? Oz is a Democrat himself. Like you look at his policies and his stances. All the stances that the the Republicans lately, especially, have taken. As far as, uh, you know, closed border, abortion, you know, all those things, he's not in line with the Republican Party. He's more in line with the Democratic Party. So really, is this a loss if Oz wins? Um, I think it's a loss if either one of them wins, quite frankly. I I think it is. But uh, I've got some tweets here last night. This is from the Washington Free Beacon newspaper outlet. They tweeted the following. They're quoting the moderator asking the question. And then they're quoting Fetterman's response. Moderator posed this point to John Fetterman. Dr. Oz has said that you have not paid your taxes. How do you respond? Fetterman's answer, it was helping two students 17 years ago to help them buy their own homes. They for and didn't pay the bills and got our paid. And it has never been an issue in any of the campaign before. I I, I feel it's, for it's the clear. guy. I, I feel the, the, the answer guy. is very clear. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't see how you didn't understand that. Next question. Moderator. And I'm, again, I'm quoting moderator. Question to Fetterman. Why haven't you released your medical records? Fetterman's response. My doctors believe I'm ready to be served. Moderator. Why won't you release the records? Fetterman's response. My doctor believes I am fit to be serving. And I believe that <laughs> I believe that is where I am standing. Again, um, for his own pride and dignity. Why? Why hasn't he stepped down? Honestly, I refuse to believe that this is actually like reality that we're we're witnessing. Like I I understand how some senators get up there in age, okay? I understand. Like take take Senator Robert Byrd from the state of West Virginia, for example, okay? If anybody remembers or him, he's Pelosi. he's dead now. Or Pelosi for God's sake. I don't think she can she can get in front of a TV camera unless she's had at least a fifth of whiskey before she sits up there. But that I can chalk up to alcoholism, right? To binge drinking. Guys like Senator Byrd from the state of West Virginia, if anybody can remember that, I remember my grandmother telling me that he was going into Congress when she was in high school and he died in office. That guy was literally shaking when he would go up there to the podium and just ramble on about just nonsense. He was still able to answer questions, although... It wasn't the most charismatic response that you would expect, but he was still cognizant to a to a degree. This and again, like I said, I feel for the guy. I, I feel for the guy. But whoever, j just like the Biden thing, if you remember, whoever is putting him up to this, anybody in his family, if you've got any compassion, then you would take him out of this. You, you would take him out of this. Jill Biden, for example. If she had any compassion about Joe whatsoever, she would take him out of this. I'm, I'm listening to other clips of him. Um, it, it, it's it's sad. I, I, again, what you were saying, Fetterman, like and, and same with uh, 
Joe Biden, uh, both of them should not be in the in the position they're in, let alone the president. OK, Senate, I can understand like Joe Biden in his current state. I can understand him kind of squeezing by in the Senate, you know, maybe something like that. He's an incumbent or something, you know, and, and they're like, eh, you know, he's been pretty good to us so far. Let's, you know, give him one more shot. But president, nah. Uh, and Fetterman, there's no way he should. <laughs> Listening to the speeches and everything, there's not one coherent answer that he's given. Uh, it, it's 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 sad. It really is sad. And uh, I, I just hmm, I feel for the guy. I, yeah. I, I hate that he went through this yeah. this, uh, you know, well. As I said, he's a walking VAERS report. I've got some audio. He kind of brought it on himself, unfortunately. I've got some audio from the debate. I've got three clips here. Let's see if we can get through them. You said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. Did you catch that, Bruce? He supports fracking. Um. And he stands and he supports fracking. That's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what would be funny? This would be, okay, this is, this is, this is, this is dark. This is a dark joke, but uh, okay. Hear me out on this one. What if he does get elected? Okay. That that's the dark side. Uh, But he gets elected and he completely changes all of his stances and ends up being a better Republican than most Republicans. That, yeah, okay. That would be, that'd be an interesting twist on things. Yeah, sure. Next clip of the debate last night between Oz and Fetterman. As Lieutenant Governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Hi. Good night, everybody. Hi. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Mm. I, I I think he meant to say good evening, I'm assuming. And and words, definitions, they they no work good. And I I just I don't I, don't I feel know. I feel sorry for the guy. I, 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 I do. like I said, where where's his family saying you're not going to do this? Like I I could not. If I had a family member that were up there. I would be doing everything within my power to say this. No, we're not doing this. We're, we're not. Doing I this. would. Yeah, I would torpedo the campaign as yes. best I could. Last clip here. Uh, and then we're going to have to move on because I can't take any more of this. Follow up question on this. Our next star poll shows 51 percent of Pennsylvania voters disapprove of the president's job performance. You have publicly supported many of his policy positions. Are there any that you disagree with? 30 seconds. No, I, I just believe he needs to do more about supporting uh, and fighting about in, in inflation. Uh, and I, I do believe he can do more about that. He, he was more clear on the I, I think he should be fighting inflation. But yeah, he did. He's um, that was better. You at least got the message on that one. Whereas the other ones, you, you, you uh, I don't know, the, the fracking one, that one's um, you, you were against it before. Now you're for it. Why? It leads me. I, I'm, I'm wondering. Was he really for it in the beginning to begin? Like, was it a political position he was taking because the left is against fracking, but he really was for fracking, knowing that it was benefiting America? And I don't know uh, how much of this is um, the stroke talking and how much of this is his actual position. I don't know. I I honestly don't know. But like I said, I um, I 
Like, I don't even know what to say to this. I, I honestly don't know what to say to this. Anyhow, um, let's all right, let's let's move on. Uh, that's just that's unbelievable. Hillary Clinton. Speaking of elections, Hillary Clinton is back out and she has said that we need to be paying very close attention. Did you hear the warnings that she gave, Bruce, the dire warnings about what's going to happen? The dire warnings of, of what's coming if we're not paying attention. She's going to kill someone else. Is that? Oh. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not quite sure it was it was that harsh, but I'll just take a listen to this. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me up at night. Oh, is it now? And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Are they? Right-wing extremists already oh. have a plan oh, I to see. literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing-controlled uh, Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, oh, oh goodness. state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Oh, good. You mean Just what they're think, supposed to be able to do? If that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures many of them Republican controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible democracy. has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. We're not a democracy. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support Crush the Coup by donating oh, to indivisible <laughs> and state <laughs> legislature candidates? Give money, yeah. Each of these races is highly competitive, and your dollars could very well decide the winners and the winner of the next presidential election. This could not be more important or more urgent. First of all, I mean, great script reading. I, I have to commend her uh, her public relations team. But can, can you imagine the states having the power to, to overturn an election? Can you imagine the, just the the fallout and the implications of having such things, which are, which is actually how it's supposed to be. And do you mean that the president couldn't be decided by the popular vote? Oh, oh no. What are we going to do? What on earth yeah. are we going to do? You see, if you if you donate now, because I guess the the uh, the Clinton Foundation must the coffers must be dry over there. If you donate now, we can save our democracy, which we're not one. But you see how critical this is to saving our democracy. Yeah, well, because uh, we have that, that right was... wing controlled Supreme Court. You see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, of the right wing, there's there's really only one, maybe two that are strong conservative right wing and that's not even conservative they're they're just for the constitution but they might send it back to the state it's almost like the state legislatures uh, by the constitution are supposed to decide how they vote and whether or not to uh validate the vote that happens so it's almost like that would be going back to the constitution and well we oh, can't have that for the democracy no we can't no no you can't do that no uh honestly i'm i'm curious uh, I, I like the nameage they did there for the uh, stop the coup. Stop the coup. Um, <laughs> stop the coup. I, Isn't that great? Does that does that mean you're going to stop yourselves? Because that's literally what you've done is 
you tried to commit a coup originally with Trump uh, in the in the 2016 election, and then uh, with the Russia Gate, and then all the other impeachments and all the BS that you guys did then, you were trying to commit a coup, which you effectively did. And then COVID nineteen happened, and effectively you did uh, a coup. And then with the election, with the 2020 election, um, you you finalized it. You just completed it. And now they've put themselves in a position where like they can't. Like they're kind of they're kind of jammed up at the moment. They're they're in between a rock and a hard place because they have stolen the country outright. And like they're committed now like that. When you when you put those two frauds up there swearing in to the offices of the presidency and the vice president, when you did that, when there was like, what, five people out there, (laughs) when you did that, you couldn't go back. There was nothing you could do at that point. And so now they like they're stuck. They're, They're literally jammed up. I agree, but here's the problem, and this is this is where the 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 red wave comes in. Okay, so now you 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 have all of this. Uh, now you have a, all the people going. Okay, the Democrats, you guys are crazy uh, with your uh, inflation and with uh, your transgender stuff that you're you're pushing on kids and war rhetoric. You know the uh, yeah. Um, the problem is, uh, let's say we have a red tsunami. And it's like it's like 55 or something like that. Um, Republicans in the Senate. Do you really think Republicans uh, that if they take the House and Senate, do you really think Republicans will will fight back with the same veracity that the, the Democrats did for the last couple of years? Hell, even even just as much as they did with the Trump, uh, the Russia, you know, the Russia gate and all that nonsense, the, the P tapes and all of that. Do you think Republicans will fight as hard as that? No, no, they won't. No. And that's what Democrats are banking on. So basically what's happened is they've pushed everything uh, further to the left and Republicans, they'll just continue to stand but not move. They'll just stand there and not do anything. And the Democrats will continue pushing left. And some of the policies the, Demo- uh, the Republicans will stand with and some they'll in fact, I, I I still stand by my opinion that uh, when Repu- Republicans take the uh, Senate, uh, there'll be a vote on um, whether or not to, to codify gay marriage and Republicans will be the ones that, that pushes it and Republicans will most of them will vote for it. So no, I, I even if even if there is a red tsunami, I don't expect much change. Nothing's changed at all. Like we still have voting machines, and I love these uh, Republicans. It, Mike Lindell, God love him. You know, I I believe that man is is true. I believe he is sincere. I, I believe he has a good heart, and I believe he loves America. I really do believe that. I, I believe that about the man. But this campaign that he's on, and I respect what he's doing. I do. I really do respect what he's doing. And being an independent business owner and a free market guy. Like he is, he is, the man is a walking success story of what America is. I appreciate the work that he does in exposing election fraud and everything that's happened since the 2020 election. I I appreciate the work that he does. But until we actually get rid of these George Soros owned voting machines, we're not going to change anything. I don't care how many people you put out there. I don't care if we've got um, like the newest thing out of out of these guys is the talking point. Have so much of a turnout that you overwhelm the fraud. It doesn't matter if you've got people working for Soros and the Chinese Communist Party counting the votes. Again, go back to what Stalin said. It doesn't matter who casts the votes. It matters who counts the votes. 
So until we get rid of that, until we have voter ID, do you know every other country has voter ID and we don't? It's it's incredible to me. I, I live in a foreign country. I'm an American citizen, but I live in a foreign country. I can't even get into the, the polling place without showing an ID. They won't even let me in the door. And rightfully so. Our voting system in America is a damn joke. It's a joke. We need paper ballots with a carbon copy that you keep. We need voter ID. Hell, you need you need identification to buy cold medicine. You need identification to, to buy a, a whiteout for making a, a mistake with an ink pen. And we don't need ID to vote? We, we don't need ID to, to, to elect representatives. I'm doing the air quotes, representatives to go and speak for us. We don't need identification for that. Until these things are in place, and I mean ironclad in concrete, until these things are in place and we don't budge on them, and on top of that, other responsibilities will ensue. You need watchers that are watching the watchers that are watching the watchers that are watching the watchers. None of this nonsense with the COVID and the social distancing and kicking everybody out and putting cardboard up on the windows while they count the votes. That should have been stopped before it ever got started. Every single police officer that was in within reach of these people that night should have said, you're not doing this. Yeah. Yeah, that that was an absolute atrocity. When you go and watch those videos that were happening, I believe it was in Michigan where uh, some of this was happening. You watch the video of that. Somebody took a video from inside law enforcement over there against the, the wall opposite of the windows, just standing there watching everything go down. Officers should have been over there arresting the individuals that were locking things down and, and blocking it up like that. They, they should have been a, a arrested. And but, the watchers yeah, were kicked out. The watchers yeah. were kicked out. We actually had watchers there that night, the poll watchers, the, the, the ballot uh, watcher, the count watchers, and they all got thrown out. They said, no, sorry, uh, COVID re regulations, you got to get out of here. Yeah, law enforcement should have been like, uh, no, that's not how our system works. You can't legally do that. They should have stood up and did that. Well, but the problem is, it's the union and, and everything. They would have been fired. And yeah, uh, you know, yeah, th that that's the problem is because the unions are Democrat. But uh, fun, fun story about all of this. You you also have places like uh, New York and California that are uh, talking about allowing illegals to vote in their local elections. So for local um, government, uh, so governor or you know, state Senate and state house and whatnot. Yeah, you can you can vote if you're an Ill illegal. Yeah. Well, well that's the Constitution okay. says you have to so be a naturalized citizen or yeah, an immigrant. Well, that's or okay. whatever. well if mm -hmm. if you listen to what Obama said in the in the twenty sixteen election, he said we don't have to worry about illegals voting. You don't have to worry about that at all because if you live here, you're a citizen. Yeah, that's uh that's not how it works. Yeah. When you when you read the process of um well you, you have to go through the whole immigration process. Right. And if you're born here, it does not matter if, uh, you know, the whole anchor baby argument that we've had for years, which and a, you, you come across the illegally and then have a baby here, um, which is a that doesn't mean the baby. It is. That doesn't mean the, the baby is an American that th that requirement for you to be an anchor baby. Uh, that whole situation requires either the mother or father to be an American citizen first. And then the child gets that citizenship as well. Even if they are born out of the country, they still get American citizenship. That is correct. And typically, unless something has changed, typically it works like this. You are to be granted dual citizenship under circumstances such as that. You are to be granted dual citizenship as the child until the age of 25, at which time 
you must choose which citizenship you want to keep and which citizenship you want to abandon. They don't let you keep both. Unless you have enough money, in which case you can have. That is true. Most of these countries, including the one that I'm in, if you just pay them 430,000, they'll give you citizenship. They don't care. That should be criminal, in my opinion. It should be. That that, that should not be allowed. It is criminal, in my opinion, because that's all that is, is they're literally selling it to the highest bidder. Like that's extortion. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what that is. We are bribery, many different things. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I I, I suppose that I, I, I might as well throw this one in there, too. I think it, maybe this is kind of off topic, but since we're talking about how we're going to have to kind of redo things, I mean, that's a that's a rolling uh, topic that we deal with about every day when we podcast here is how we're going to manage things on the other side of this. Because, look, we're all going to have to go through hell in a handbasket until we get on the other side, right? That's how it's going to be. The only way out is through. The question is is how are we going to manage things on the other side? Those of us that are going to have to rebuild this, how are we going to do that? On your point there, and you mentioned COVID, and I've been thinking about this, and I've been thinking about this a lot. What was the state key in doing to small businesses, which they did the same type of tactic when it came to elections using COVID? What were they key in doing? They were key in shutting down your businesses under COVID, weren't they? And if you didn't comply, then what happened? You would be fined an exorbitant amount of money that you couldn't pay. On or you lost that, your licenses. Exactly my point. Even It wasn't even if you were a small business. If you were medical personnel that spoke up, you would have your medical license taken away from you. Now, what I'm going to say right now is going to sound a bit extreme, but let me explain where I'm coming from. And it goes to the point that you just made, Bruce, about the citizenships. On the other side of this, we need to strip the power of issuing licenses and permits away from the state. They no longer have that privilege. That is going to be arbitrarily taken away by we the people. Let me explain why. For those that think that that sounds extreme. If you think that me saying that is extreme, then let me explain to you how I arrived at this opinion for myself. You have a God-given talent and ability to do something. Everybody has them, whatever that is. You have a a talent or an ability to be a doctor or a lawyer or a a psychologist or nutritionist or a a physical therapist or a a small business owner, a chef, a cook, whatever. Everybody has a God-given talent and ability. The criminal state comes in and strips that away from you and says, you have to abide by how we say you're going to exercise that talent and ability. And they sell it back to you on their terms. Which one of us is being extreme? To your point, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Pursuit of happiness, that would, uh, your, your, well, your livelihood, obviously, that, that's part of your life and liberty. But it's also part of your pursuit of happiness. Like, that, that all fits in. So having the government come in and say, well, we're going <laughs> to... I was talking to a friend about this, actually, uh, years ago. She's a hairdresser. And she was talking about how stupid it is that she had to jump through like 20 different hoops and had to have all these different regulations. She had to meet different regulations to build her own studio to uh, work, work hair. It's freaking hair. And she's like, I have to go in and, uh, you know, get my license renewed and all of this every so often for it's like, really? This is for hair. 
I can understand for maybe like an electrician or plumbing sure. or something like that yeah. to have I'm not standards. Saying, I'm not saying not get rid having... of like qualification. I'm not saying get rid of that. I'm saying the state has no business in your business and your talent and your ability to do things that you're good at. That's what I'm saying. Right. But I'm, I'm okay with having industry standards, but not having the state control those standards, Correct. if you will. Correct. So like if, if, if you have a business, it should be on the people to do the research and be like, okay, they do good work and they have good uh, reviews and everything. So yeah, okay, that, that's a good one to use. And they have some qualifications that they show themselves that they've uh, gone through and done. And you can cross check that cross reference and say, oh yeah, they do have those references that they're talking about. You can do that on your own. You don't need the state to say, here you go, here's your uh, you know, honorary diploma or whatever it is, or license that says you can do this. And, and they're, they're basically cleared and you have no idea whether or not they're actually qualified or not. Um, they, it's just, yeah, it's, it's all a bunch of, and let's, and let's be honest. If you're somebody who is uh, well to do, shall we say, right? If you're somebody that's pretty well off financially and you give to certain people, in certain political offices, in certain campaigns, in certain families, all you have to do is make a phone call. You'll get whatever you need. That's oh, you got mean to like, stop. You mean like you're you're over a software company that you, uh, well, came to power uh, under um, questionable circumstances, uh, but you, you now have tons of wealth. You're a software company, and then you get involved in bioengineering and, and vaccine creation with no degrees, no prior education in this. Interesting. <laughs> yes, that kind of thing. Something tells me that if Bill Gates, or actually it wouldn't be him, but uh, because, you know, senators get the privilege of spending time with him, you see, something tells me that yeah. if if uh, he needed some FaceTime with Senator A, B, or C, or president or prime minister, pick your name, pick your country, something tells me he's not going to have too much of a problem. No. No, he's not. And th therein lies the problem is exactly that. You, you as the average individual, you're barred from having any special privileges. You have to pay out the wazoo to afford whatever it is you want to, you know, your um, financial venture. Um, but if you've uh, made your wealth and are willing to pay senators or what have you, the right politicians or the right companies or whatever, you're allowed to do whatever the hell you want. And on, honestly, there's others that have been, they've gotten honorary degrees. They have no actual education in it, uh, whatever it is they, they get the degree in, but they get an honorary degree saying, oh yeah, you do actually know your stuff there. So then they can say, oh, I'm qualified to do this kind of stuff. No, you, you, you went through no training to have, uh, to, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a bunch of BS. And honestly, it stifles competition. It stifles the free market system. It, it stifles that. And until people realize that, yeah, not only that, honestly, it's yeah. Well, you see, Bruce, we're not stakeholders. You know, that's that's what it is. We're not stakeholders. But you know, I I think well, by their definition, we're supposed to be because we're supposed to be a stakeholder in the sense we're supposed to have a representative representing us. And so technically, I guess you're right. We're not stakeholders. It's no. just, we're just going to have a representative that's going to be the stakeholder that's right. going to represent our um, right. whatever. Yes. And it's yes, going to be the right. same situation that's we're in right. now. You know, to the honorary degree point you made, I, I think that's an insult to people that have genuinely worked really hard for their degrees. You know, I, I know people that have gone to graduate school and they've spent literally almost a decade of their life that they cannot get back 
on earning their degree, and they are very proud of it. And they're they're very good in the fields that they do their work, at least most of them. Uh, there's only a couple of them that are just complete buffoons. But for the most part, uh, I think in giving the... Um, you know, just the the honorary doctorate degree to somebody. It's like what? Like for what? For for what? Like what? You're all of a sudden now like an expert. You're going to write books and and you're going to get paid all kinds of money to to give speeches and stuff. And you have no experience in that whatsoever. That's an insult to people that actually worked hard to get their degrees. Now again, I I feel as though university was a waste of time for me because I wasn't learning anything. But if you go in areas like psychology or areas like the, the uh, engineering or sciences or medicine or something, you have to have the most proficient uh, of uh, learning skills, and you have to have uh, a very high level of intelligence to be able to, to do that kind of work. So I appreciate the people that have that stuff, that have those degrees, and that can perform their job very well. Uh, because there are good psychologists, there are good doctors, there are good uh, engineers and scientists and things like that. And it's just, it's the the rot at the top. Guys like Fauci, it gives the rest of the industry a bad name, is all it does. And, and these these doctors that have pushed this this nonsensical vaccine on people and that have ruined people's lives, that's unforgivable to me. But again, that's that's applying a label to the entire industry. And that's not really fair of us to do. Uh, because again, like I said, there are there are good doctors and there are good scientists. I'm, I'm a bit more extreme on this perspective than you are in the sense that um, if you're a doctor that was pushing the vaccines, as an example, then I think you're just as guilty as Fauci for pushing the vaccines yeah, that, as well. Yeah, I, I believe that. Um, yeah, sure. I, I'll agree with that. And the researchers involved in uh, creating the vaccines uh, for these companies, because many of them did not whistleblow and say, hey, there's actual problems with this um, because they didn't do that in the early days when this was being talked about. Um, and uh, I, I think they're just as much at fault. Now, there is some that that spoke up, but others that did not, um, they're just as much at fault here as as Fauci and all the others. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Never forget that. Last point of the day. Bruce, do you know we have less than 25 days left of diesel in the United States? We mentioned this a couple of days ago or, or yesterday or whatever it was. It was, you know, these these fools that are releasing it from our strategic oil reserves. And then they're turning around saying, well, we don't have any diesel. What are we going to do? Yeah, um, about that. I, again, I, I sincerely think these uh, governors, you guys need to be stepping up. You guys need to be, um, <laughs> you know, increasing your own output of um, uh, oil and gas uh, because you have the power to do that in your own state and say, screw you, federal government. But I guess what it boils down to is the states can open it up. Uh, it's whether or not the companies themselves will um, jump on board. I know there's a lot of small companies here uh, in this state. That would step up and increase it because, hey, the small company would become big companies pretty quick uh, by doing that, at least here in the state. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed in this whole th that that whole situation. Well, let's hear what um, one of the uh, B of A representatives had to say on Bloomberg on his. Uh, Bruce, did you say he got his headset at Walmart on the clearance rack? Is that where you said he got? His yeah, th that's what it sounds like in this this clip. Yeah. Let's hear what he has to say. It is a huge problem. Um, and uh, in fact, if you look across the uh, commodity spectrum, we've been arguing there's commodities that are in a good situation, some that are in a bad situation, and some that are in an ugly situation. And diesel definitely 
qualifies as an ugly situation commodity because of three main reasons. Uh, reason number one is that we've had a huge disinvestment in refining capacity because uh, we had weak demand throughout the last couple of years uh, during the pandemic. And uh, and then, of course, we were all moving quickly to an electric vehicle future that's uh, maybe taking a little longer than we expected, as we've learned with, with Tesla. But um, so, so I think I think we've lost about 2 million barrels a day, 2% capacity on, on, on refining that we were, you know, that's now uh, coming back to haunt us. Second factor is the very, very high natural gas prices globally. Remember, high gas prices hurt refining, refining margins because gas is a key input into the refining process. This is what we use to burn crude oil to create diesel. Essentially, that's gas. Uh, so that's not helped uh, either. And then the third factor, uh, really, on the on the supply side, which has been a big problem, is sanctions on Russia. Uh, the U.S. was the first country to impose sanctions on Russia and diesel, uh, then the U.K., and, and now, of course, over the next couple of months, we're going to see Europe doing the exact same thing. So, uh, and Russia is the world's second largest exporter of petroleum products, including diesel. So that's where we are today, guys. This is, is very problematic. Uh, the, the, the urgency here is pretty incredible, just days of diesel supply. What does this mean heading into the midterm elections and the broader inflation story? Well, uh, look, I mean, I think uh, one one very important message is, is you know, hopefully uh, uh, the U.S. government uh, th- does not take the steps to restrict exports because, again, Europe is essentially trying to sanction uh, Russian imports of diesel. So, uh, and and of course, we've already heard from the U.K. regulator uh, where where you guys are at, right? That uh, there could be blackouts during the the four and seven p.m. on win- cold winter days. So, uh, Europe needs the energy. I realize high prices. Uh, do not help anyone, but uh, ultimately prices are a mechanism to uh, spread around the uh, limited available supplies, and that's what we what we have right here, right now. We just uh, we need to let prices do some of the work on on distillates, um, and uh, and I think it'd be very damaging to start uh, using non non market measures such as uh, restrictions yep. in order to 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 to, to uh, support U.S. consumers, but at the same time really hurt European consumers that are already facing a very dire situation at home. He failed to mention that every single thing that he said there was their own fault. He, he failed to mention that. Yeah, it's their own doing, all of this. Um, but they, they never admit fault. They'll never do that. Uh, it, it's down. all other factors like Putin or, you know, uh, COVID, you know, those kind of things. That's what the problem is, not what we did. No, that's never the problem. It, it's all the other factors. It's everyone else's problem uh, or everyone else's doings. That's the problem. Well, it's just like the former governor of the Bank of England. He was on the BBC just yesterday talking about the central banks and how this is their fault. All of this, everything that uh, that what's his name, Francisco, just that's his actual name, said there on uh, uh, on Bloomberg, the inflation, that's not our fault, though they're passing it off to us. That's how they always do it. Hyperinflation, wars, famines. That's the central banker's playbook of choice. It happens the same way every time. You notice they're trying to do all of those now. This is who's responsible for the destruction of the economy, for the destruction of the value of your money. 
Listen very carefully. And central banks have lost control of inflation. Governments lost control of the public finance. Not surprising that markets respond to that. And whose responsibility was it then, if both the central bank and the government lost control? Well, I think all, all central banks in the West, interestingly, made the same mistake. And during COVID, when the economy was actually contracting because of lockdown, central banks decided it was a good time to print a lot of money. That was a mistake. That led to inflation. We had too much money chasing too few goods. And the result was inflation. That was predictable. It was predicted and it happened. But see, it's your fault that that happened. It's my fault that that happened. We have an unprecedented opportunity here at this point in our history to take these criminal money changers out of the game. And I mean for good. And it's high time we do it. Yeah, uh, the problem there, what he talked about is um, that's all classical thinking. The problem is, is we're in uh, modern monetary theory uh, world here. They just print the money they need and, you know, screw what the consequences are. Uh, we'll just um, continue to print money more and more as this we need insane. it. This is insane. Like we're, we're talking today. Here's what's going on on Wall Street. People are getting in actual fights on Wall Street, as in like on the on the trading floor. People are throwing their hands up saying, what the hell's going on? We don't have an economy or an economical system based on supply and demand. If you think that, you're crazy. The tech stocks are in the toilet in the last 24 hours, and the market is about to hit 32,000? Does any of that sound right to you? We're having an energy crisis. We've got supply lines being cut, and the markets are up. This is a rigged casino. It's been a rigged casino for a long time, but this is, this is like, I, I, I can't even... I can't even put into words what they're going to do to this financial system. They are going to, I can't even use the word obliterate because that's too kind. That's not doing it justice of what they're going to do. And we're not going to have to wait very long to see this firsthand. Well, no, if, if they're going to have a centralized system, uh, digital currency globally, they, they have to do this to the all the economic systems of the world. You, you have to. No, you're going to destroy this intentionally in front of God and everybody. As in, we can see what you're doing. I'm not talking about the walking zombies out there with a mask on their face still. I'm not talking about those people. Those people don't count for anything they never have. I know that sounds harsh, but that's where we are in history. But you're going to destroy this in front of everybody. And then you're going to turn around and say, we're going to introduce this new system. Oh, and by the way, it's going to be a thousand times more complex than what you had before. And they're somehow yeah. going to manage it? Come on. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're going to push it. And either you're going to take it or... You're not going to be able to uh, exist in this economy. That's basically what's going to happen. They're going to strong arm you into it and you're going to take it or you're not going to be able to eat. We'll see. And it, you're not going to be able to. Hell, even if you take it, what are your options? What's on the menu? Bugs? Soy steaks? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. No, that's cricket milk, regular cockroach milk. Therapy. No. <laughs> yeah, regular jabs from guys like Fauci. But no, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's not going to happen. We'll see about that. I assure you, we will see about that. We're going to go yeah, ahead and jump well, out of here. That's, that, that's the future, I think. We'll see. We're going to go ahead and jump out of here. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. It's been a pleasure. As always, Bruce, thank you for being here this evening. And thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.